0: I'm mad at you. Why? You're supposed to be the one that's objective.
1: <laughs> Since when?
0: I've, I'm a homer. You know that. Yes, you are. And you let me go on a roller coaster ride, and you didn't hit the brakes. <laughs> I told you that the only two outcomes that I saw happen were us winning by a good margin or winning a close game. And neither of those took place. And it's your fault because you didn't pump my brakes. I was going in way too high. I tanked. Oh, my gosh. I was so sad.
1: Everybody's sad, man.
0: Man. Okay. That's enough sadness for me. What's my favorite blood type? Oh, negative? Be positive, dude. Always positive. (laughs) 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 Oh. That one gets a laugh like 66% of the time. Okay, Husky fans, this is 4th and Inches a Husky Podcast. I'm Trevor. My co-host is my James West to my Artemis Gordon, Jake.
1: Wild, wild west.
0: My man.
1: Can you feel me?
0: Yep. That was actually, for people that you don't know, that was one of the first songs that Jake and I ever sang together. We eventually <laughs> sang and danced at it at both of our weddings. Back. Yep. Okay, so we're going to keep this as positive as possible. You radio over the next – although probably overall positive, there's going to be a lot of negatives. There's going to be a lot of negative talk. There's probably going to be negative talk on here. But I think overall the the outlook for the rest of the season is going to be pretty positive in my opinion. Um, obviously, the the Huskies lost 16-21 to to Auburn. If I was going to title that game, that was the tale of two halves. We had one really, really bad half, and we had one really good half. Um, Unfortunately, in that good half where we dominated most of that second half, we did not cash in and take the opportunities that were given to us to to create a lead and to expound upon it.
1: Yeah, I would even say that happened in the first half as well. Um, Auburn came out blazing. Their defense came out fast. Our offense came out a little lackadaisical. Once our guys settled down, we got uh, momentum going and we had a couple of drives that eventually stalled out or led to a turnover, a late red zone turnover. If we cash in on both of those or one of those, it's a different game.
0: Yeah, you're right. Uh, Their game plan coming out, I thought was much better than Washington's. Uh, Maybe it was their execution or maybe it was the way that they scripted out those first 30 plays or so because Stidham... Uh, and the rest of the offense extremely easily on a really good defense. Yeah, I was really impressed with how they – offensive
1: and defensive side, um, their offense did move the ball really, really well. They ran the ball really, really well against us in the first half, which uh, I saw in the second half they didn't run the ball nearly as well. They, Like you said, I think they came with a great game plan and a great energy. They were – not traveling nearly as far, maybe jet lag, I don't know. Uh, that just seems to be an excuse. I just think that maybe they came out a little hotter than us.
0: If this was a game in the middle of the season and we had to travel that far and all that, and they didn't i would I would maybe buy into that excuse a little bit more. but the fact that it was our first game, we came early, there's no school going on, and we still show out flat. I think that's an that's that's an issue that that needs to be addressed. Yeah, and, and,
1: and like you said, maybe it was a little bit of game planning. Auburn came out with a good game plan, and we didn't. I'm not not saying that we didn't, but they started the game better than us, and ultimately that was our demise.
0: I think that uh, fade to Ty Jones, where he clearly should have caught the ball. It was probably a pass interference, but you saw him clap his hands because he knew that he missed a shot, an opportunity. Yeah, that's a ball that he catches. I, I'm literally watching that play
1: right now. He, he knows that he should have caught that ball because he catches that ball every day
0: in practice. And he did it later in the game. I think that as crappy as it was for him to drop that one, I think that coming back and making that catch really gave him that I'm going to be a dude this year uh, and I have to make those catches. And that catch that he made with the guy draped all over him down the sideline later in the game shows you how good he's going to be.
1: That was, yeah. Well, and that was the catch that he made with the guy draped all over him was the next drive. Was it? Yes. He dropped the ball with six and a half minutes to go in the end zone. Uh, We turn it over. We get the ball back on the 20, and that's the very next play. He goes back and makes that that great catch with the guy draped all over him.
0: Yeah. I think that leads perfectly into uh, our wide receivers. Uh, They can play. Oh, man, they were so
1: much fun. So what I love about our wide receivers uh, is that they all have really, really good hands. But more than that, I can't stand how much Browning bashing is going on. Rewatching this game, he made a lot of really nice throws, secondary throws, uh, deeper balls. He made a lot of nice on-point throws. Uh, he barely overthrew Fuller in the first quarter yes if he gets that one back he makes that throw he made that throw to ty jones he that touchdown to quinton pounds to end the first half he made a, a lot of nice upper echelon throws
0: i think with him in general if he's got a chance with a clean pocket he's in really really good shape He struggles with people in his face like a lot of people. He probably has more more happy feet than other quarterbacks, but I think the throw that showed me that he is the guy was actually that targeting play where he knew he was going to get blasted. He got blasted, and he made a perfect throw that was just about a yard short. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was big boy – big boy football and he made that play and you can't blame him for the collapse in the fourth quarter. You can blame some, I think the play calling needs to get better. You know, everybody knew on that fourth down, they were going to bring the house and you had four guys with deep routes. You can't have that. I know that you had to go 14 yards. You could see them bringing the house. Right. You can't do a big developing play when you have probably more guys coming than you have blockers. Yes. You have to get it out. And I think that responsibility rests on the coaching staff and not on Jake Browning. I think that, I mean, he only did that pirouette spin move just a few times and a couple times it worked in that final drive. There was a, it was, I think it was a fourth down where they needed six or seven yards he dropped back, came into the pocket, and ran for it. That, that's, that's leadership. And I thought that overall he had a good game. It just felt that we were grinding for every yard we were going for.
1: I was re-watching that play. I think that fourth and 14 would have been a really great spot to have Savon Ahmed on the field.
0: Yes. And
1: get him out in the open. Yes. Kind of like a Tyreek Hill kind of, kind of play. Get him out in the open with some blockers in front of him, especially if they're
0: going to blitz like that. Go on an off count, get them where they have to stop and start, and then you throw a couple of guys out. I totally agree with you. I would have much rather saw that than all those slow developing routes. Miles Gaskin ended up with uh, 70, 75, 78 yards. Um, not his best game. You were right when when you were talking about Ahmed was going to have a bigger impact on the game. I think he did. I think that he didn't get the amount of carries. Therefore, he didn't get the amount of yards. But he made some really big plays. I could have seen uh, Savon in there more, and and maybe you see a different outcome.
1: Yeah, I think uh, – I just think the way that Auburn's set up defensively, the big boy tackles, I mean – That the, defensive
0: line is elite.
1: Well, not just their defensive line. you I the you look, seven. Their linebackers are so big and so fast and so strong that uh, a – gaskin type of running back without a trey adams offensive line isn't going to get the the push that he needs to get downfield um i think that's why Ahmed might have been better suited for this game just to get him out in the open get that speed elusiveness going
0: overall how did you think jared Hilbers did in his uh in his day 2018 debut the left tackle
1: he did his job he, he, did, he didn't he did do – I mean, he played an SEC team with a really legit D-line, and he held, kind of held his own. So right. I don't think he did a bad job. I just think that uh, Trey Adams would have really helped out in this game.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I thought that Jared Hilbers is a really good Pac-12 lineman. They're not going to see another defensive line like that until they get to the end of the season. I'm excited for if, if the reports are true that – Trey Adams isn't going to be playing. I think Jared Hilbert is going to do okay in the Pac-12. But when you're missing your best prospect, one of your best players in a big game like this, that step down is going to be amplified. Jake, I thought, played well at some times. I thought that in the second second half, uh, Jake looked really, really good. He actually ended up with better numbers than Jared Stidham. It just seemed like Jared Stidham had... I mean, he obviously had more time in the pocket. Uh, but you can tell which one is a NFL prospect and which one is a really good college quarterback.
1: Yeah, Stidham definitely has the arm strength. Oh, boy. Uh, I, I watched a throw where he was running across his body and he hit the guy in the chest. Um, that throw he made in the first quarter to that wide receiver, that's an elite throw. Man, and Jordan Miller almost got his fingers on it. Almost, but that I mean, not yeah, only perfect, was that an
0: elite, perfect touch.
1: Not not only was that an elite throw, uh, but that was an elite catch as well. That guy,
0: that was an absol- catch.
1: Absolutely, I uh, jumped out of the roof to get that ball.
0: Right, you know, when I think of the offense, it's just missed opportunities. the The fact that we tried to run a option pitch with Jake Browning on the three yard line when you're down by. Uh, two points is unacceptable. You have sure. to be conservative.
1: Even Peterson said that that was on the coaches. Um,
0: it absolutely was, and it was a terrible decision.
1: They they know that. They know that they messed that one up. They tried to get cute against probably a team that you shouldn't get cute against, and it ended up kind of biting them in the ass. And uh, I mean, you live and you learn, right? I mean, that's why... Coaches become – might be able to pull that off
0: it. against Utah. You can't pull that yep. off Auburn. Yep, and that's a really positive way to look at it is, you know, you, you have to learn from your mistakes. That's a great life lesson, kids. Well, just, uh, I'm Mr. Positivity. Dude, you, I know what your favorite blood type is, huh? <laughs> oh, negative. <laughs> dude, come on. Be positive. <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot. I forgot. Oh, man. That one kills it with high schoolers and fourth graders. <laughs> it's, it's a bummer. Although we, we hung with, I think, a top 10 team. That was two top 10 teams going at it and just thrown haymakers. And it was a really fun game to watch uh, from the offensive side, especially in that second half. If we can see that second half Jake Browning all year, we're going to be just fine.
1: Oh, yeah. Can, uh, can I ask you how you felt about Potawaii and uh, on Wuzurike?
0: Um, you can.
1: I Go ahead, uh, Why?
0: Just kidding. Um, first half. Uh, man, that Auburn Auburn uh, offensive line looked really good, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean they. Greg, Greg was Greg was getting through. But a lot of the other guys really circled. Jalen and Greg, I think, were the two best on the defensive line. Uh, Benning ended up having at least one tackle for loss. I don't know if he had a sack or not. But for a guy that's supposed to be really, really good, big stage, highly touted.
1: He didn't show up again, did he?
0: Man, he was non-existent in that first half. I'll tell you that. And that's a bummer. Yeah. Um, but I didn't think the defense, the defensive line was super effective in that first half. I thought they did a lot better in the second half when they made those adjustments. I, uh, I was thinking it was going to be party in the backfield.
1: Yeah. Did you see Tev Bartlett just absolutely pancake their running back?
0: Yes. He just, that was awesome.
1: Right over him. Like he wasn't even there.
0: Yep. Yep. That was really cool. Um, yeah, he disrupted that play on that play as well. Yeah, he did. I think that again, that's the best defensive line, offensive line they're going to see all year, other than maybe Stanford. So you got to be encouraged that if they're able to finally get push on those hog mollies over there, they're going to be swimming in the backfield. Absolutely. On um, Pac-12 play. Absolutely. I thought the defensive backs. Uh, some people were saying that they're kind of suspect and they didn't have a great game. Like. Yeah, they didn't have any. Inter- they didn't have any. They didn't force any turnovers. Man, did I miss the mark on that one? Yeah, you did. <laughs> yep, two before halftime. Nice, <laughs> nice call. Whoops. But man, they were so close on a couple of those, and and you know, that's that's the way it goes. High end football is the cliche is it's a game of inches, and we saw that show up this uh, in this game. Absolutely. Um, And then the one that really kind of hurts is they couldn't stop him when it matters. That third and nine where we were up one in the fourth quarter, perfect coverage everywhere. And then he came after Stidham and left Cox wide open. He caught it. There was nobody around him. He took like three backward steps and fell for a first down. And then they got on a roll. And that is just a killer. Yeah. And I don't know if he was supposed to, after a certain amount of time, go after Stidham. But, I mean, he was the only one in that area. And when he left, that guy could just walk for the first down.
1: Yeah, I mean, even if it's a delayed blitz,
0: don't you got to know that you're the only guy there? But he was in coverage, and then he left. And that's what I'm I'm confused about. And I don't know enough about football to tell you whether he should have done that or not. Yeah. So, I know that he left and his guy caught it and he got the first down. So. Maybe, he
1: thought, maybe he thought he had safety help over the top. Um, yeah. Maybe it was a design safety blitz and somebody missed an assignment. I, I don't know. I don't remember that play. I'd have to rewatch it to kind of see what I could see. No problem.
0: Um, overall, the defense, they, they were they gave up more yards than – your traditional, what you think of as a UW defense, they 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 gave up some first downs, but in the red zone they were stingy.
1: Yeah, they uh, they definitely went with the mantra, uh, Ben, but don't break. Yeah, uh, I I really really liked how they buckled down in the red zone. I would like to see them not give up that many yards and not be on the field for that long, right? Just so that you can give your offense a little bit more of a chance, and just so you, Auburn looked good, man. They. They flashed a lot of a lot of skill around, and uh, they definitely they definitely proved that they are a team a, a full circle team. They're they're well rounded all the way around, not just defense like a lot of SEC teams, but they they're going to actually
0: move the ball this year on teams. Yeah, and that's we're going to get to that later. I think that Auburn is one of the best teams in the nation. The way that they came out and then got punched in the mouth and then just had a terrible third quarter where they couldn't move the ball. We were moving all over them. They got a couple of breaks, and then they were able to respond and make that game-winning drive. That's a really good team.
1: Yeah. Uh, it just sucks that it happened against
0: us. It it does, but that gives you hope that uh, later in the season they could be – real handfuls for the Georgias and the Alabamas of the world.
1: Yes. Well, and it gives you Dub hope too, because you, you went into SEC territory. Your, your fan base was outnumbered 90 to, you know, 90, 10. And you, you, you took their best shot early. You took it on the chin. You, you turned around and you gave it right back and you put it on their chin next. And, your your hit just was just a little bit softer, but you you, you didn't quit. You no. you took their punch and you decided to fight back. Right. And that is what I think we're going to love about this year's team. Browning is a scrapper. He might not be the most talented quarterback in the Pac twelve, but he's but he's probably the toughest pack their Pac twelve quarterback there is. Yes you, know, you have a bunch of wide receivers that are all really tough guys, big strong, physical players. Your secondary looks like a... Your, your safeties look like a bunch of linebackers. It's going to be a tough team, man. We're going to take shots from people and we're going to hit back all year long. I think we found our kicker. Yeah, I was little... What did you miss? Two
0: field goals? He missed one. One. He missed a 43-yarder.
1: To take the lead, uh, right?
0: He did, and then he banged one in off the pole. Close, But yep. A, a, a make is a make, man. And, uh, you know, percentage. That's, yep, that's a big stage. I think that Peyton Henry is going to be all right. Only time can tell. I mean, you just got to keep giving the
1: kid opportunities. We talked about yeah. that last week. You can't hold the grudge for what your kickers last year did, uh, you know, between Viscaino and um, who was the other one?
0: Van Soderbergh.
1: Soderbergh. Uh, you can't you can't hold a grudge against the new kid, you know. If you right. keep doing that, you're never gonna find a kicker. Yeah,
0: I mean, it it made me nervous putting out a freshman walk on kicker with ninety percent of the stadium wearing the wrong color in a professional environment. And that first one, he he just nailed it through, oh, and yeah. that Red made me
1: And he yeah, did it with yeah. some with some flair, putting a little draw on it.
0: Yeah. Uh Joel Whitford the punter, I didn't think he had a great game. There was no hang time. He's mostly a rugby style punter, and he punted traditionally and and a couple of those big runs that they had on his returns were balls that weren't up in the air long enough. The impressive one was that kid the kid from Marysville in the fourth quarter came down and smacked the kid. If he doesn't make that tackle, that guy's getting at least fifteen yards.
1: Oh joiner, yeah.
0: yeah, that was a big tackle, yeah. So, he needs to be better, and apparently he's nicked up, which is fine, but <laughs> Hunter, we got to get that going.
1: Peterson's a guy of field position, and if our punter can't field position, uh, it's going to make for a long game. You know, we yeah. we want to pin you deep, and we want to stop you uh, yeah. so we have short fields.
0: Exactly. Overall, uh, you know, you got to say it's a missed opportunity, but there's no such thing as a good win unless you – are a good loss unless you lost how we lost. And uh, the Associated Press respects us big time, kept us in the top ten. We're number nine in the country. Auburn moved up to number seven. So, you know, you're still in a really good position.
1: Yeah, I think the only negative – or not the only negative to that loss. Obviously, we lost, and that sucks and it hurts. That is a negative. But uh, the only other negative to that is that a one-loss Washington does not make the college football playoff over a one-loss
0: Auburn. Dude, you, like, read my show sheet. I, I'm still thinking they're probably a long shot to make the college football playoff.
1: I uh, it, It's just going to be tough. Alabama. Yeah. Auburn will make it in over you. Pretty much a one-loss, any SEC team will make it in over you. You know, Ohio State, you, you got to give all those guys the nods. Oklahoma. Oklahoma, uh, Cle- a one-loss Clemson and make it in over you. So, it's it's a long shot to make it, but the only thing you can do now is win out. And if you don't make it, I'm going to
0: go back to the Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> like, it's not going to hurt my feeling. I, I would love to go back. <laughs> And being a, a program that's where where they are now, regardless of whether they get into the college football playoff, you're going to see a really cool team playing against Washington. Yes, um, absolutely. Playing it was awesome playing Penn State. It wasn't awesome playing Southern Mississippi or whatever in in Jake's <laughs> fr- freshman year. That's not as fun.
1: No, it it was it was one of the. It was the most exciting experience getting to go watch them play Penn State in Arizona at a major bowl. Yeah. Um, sure, everybody wants to make the playoff, but if you don't and you make a Fiesta Bowl or um, an Orange Bowl, and you get or to go Rose Bowl or play, whatever's off, right? Yeah, and you get to play Miami or Michigan, How
0: and cool you get to see.
1: Yeah, you get to see us play teams. Like what we just got to see against Auburn more than once a year. I'm all for it. That's nothing but more airtime for us. That's a big time. Give us more of those.
0: And don't get us wrong. We want to win a national championship, but that is a great second prize. Absolutely. A question I've been thinking about leading up to the Auburn game, and then even since they've lost, um, is a question of of would you rather? Would you rather play a cupcake ish schedule with an FCS school of a weak group of five and uh, a a bad power five like last year, or would you like to see Washington play more of these A list teams more often? The, the drop the the strength of having the cupcake is you're in prime position. You're you're gonna you're. You're gonna have more wins on your schedule. The downside is the games are boring.
1: I am all for playing A-list teams every year. It's more. It's more TV exposure. Right. They're they're more exciting to watch. Sure, we lost against Auburn. What did we drop? Uh, three spots. Right. Okay. Um, they still consider us a top ten team. Yeah. Uh, sure, sure. Our college football playoff took a hit, but if we we're a legit top four team, let's let's talk about next year. Uh, if if Easton's here and we're playing great and we're a legit top four team, then it shouldn't matter that we play Auburn first. We should go out there and we should beat them, just like we want to beat them in the college football playoff. So let's get more of these games. Let's bring in the Penn States. Let's bring in the Miami back in like two thousand and one or two thousand, whatever it was that was so much fun to watch let's bring those games back they're so exciting to watch and it gets the it's so much more exciting to see those big time teams than to watch montana nobody wants to go and watch the huskies win 56 to
0: 12 over montana and you're so right because a lot of people are are saying that there's an issue in college football that people aren't coming to the stands anymore if you go play a game that you know it's a foregone conclusion you could drop a hundred if you left your starters in who wants to go watch that on a regular basis
1: who wants to watch alabama beat up mercer
0: yeah why is that fun it's not and that's why people don't go and so i totally agree with you i was kind of hoping you were going to pick the other so we could argue but that's okay. We're friends.
1: But you know what was fun was watching Appalachian State just give it to Penn State.
0: Oh, my gosh. That was, that was really cool. There's no upside to playing those games. I know that those group of five schools and the FCS schools depend on playing those games to get money for their athletic program. But there's got to be a better way. Because we, I was thinking about my dad and I were thinking about getting season tickets this year. But what were our home games that you got really excited about?
1: Stanford. And? Uh,
0: All the other great games are on the road. Yeah. I don't want to pay what they're asking for to go watch them play North Dakota. No. Yeah, I would love to see them play A-list teams like this. More often, I want to see them get away from the FCS schools and figure out a better way to play them. I would actually like to see it where you can't play FCS schools. We have to figure out a way to fund those programs. Watching UC Davis come up and play Washington is the only thing I see that I like is that a lot of guys that might not get to play get some playing time or some young guys who aren't necessarily in the two deeps get to play. But if you're going for fan experience, it's just – it's not the same.
1: Yeah, I just – I don't love – Bringing in the Montanas and the North Dakotas and the, thats not what you want to go see when you play a Husky game. You want to go see guys that are going to go into the NFL. You want to see them play against other teams that are trying to win Pac-12 games or SEC games. It just—I I just think the—I just think the fan base just doesn't care about seeing those FCS schools anymore.
0: No. No. I totally agree with you. And if it kills your chances of making the college football playoffs, so be it. I would well, be even I mean, more mad if I was down in the SEC where in November they have a glorified buy where they bring in a Citadel or a Mercer or all these tiny schools in when they should – really they should be playing another SEC game.
1: Yeah. And they seem to always play it. Like Alabama always seems to play it right before they play auburn
0: that's not always seems it always is
1: yeah so basically they just have a week to prep
0: for auburn and they still can't beat auburn man so i hope not i tell you what they didn't last year did they uh no, no. they did not auburn they did be- it was auburn uh auburn georgia in the sec championship and uh georgia beat them up pretty good
1: so and and that's the other thing too is you can play uh for cupcakes in your regular season and win all four and not play for your league championship but make the playoff but
0: you i got schedule... into
1: what keep going <laughs> but you schedule auburn and you lose a game if you win your pac 12 championship you better you better have a really good shot at getting in.
0: Yeah. I got into a conversation with another podcaster and uh, somebody on Instagram about the college football playoff. And it's a whole big rant that I'm, I'm pretty bullish on, but even though Alabama was the best team, obviously they won, they won the college football playoff. They should not get to play if they're not, In the conference championship it has to be that way but the only way that it's going to work Work. if you want to do that is you have to do an 18 playoff
1: yeah you do you need to have what five uh conference champions and five conference
0: champions two at at large one no one uh one group of five
1: that's an at-large
0: uh, I wouldn't consider. I wouldn't call it an at large. I would say yes, an at large out of the uh, group of five. I think that it's if you want, if you have, I think that's the best way to do it, where you put one of them in, like the UCFs or in in the past, like the Boise States. Did you say one non-power five school or one power five school at also? Yeah, with one the- one group of five, so non-power five, and then two at large power fives.
1: Okay, that in that yeah, I yeah, you have to give. Uh, uh, what was that 2008 Boise State? Right, you have to give them a chance, right? You have to give UCF, who flew a t- co national championship banner over the Alabama crowd. Over the I weekend. love it, that I was fantastic. It. Uh, you have to give UCF a chance because they went out and they beat Auburn in their bowl game, and Auburn was in the SEC championship, and they beat Alabama. So yeah, I agree. I think you do have to have eight. Um, You
0: can't have more than eight though, because it's, I'll tell you what though, Jake, it's not going to happen anytime soon because the people that run the bowl games like the money Um, and they still treat the athletes as amateur athletes and, they're able to not pay them and make huge amounts of money on these bowl games, and more- as long as they're in power, that's not going to change. It's more money if you do it with eight teams. You could not for the bowls, though. How? You still because have all the same bowls. I. It would have to change because you would have to do. You would have to the the way that it would work is you'd have to have another week of games, and so the bowl system gets messed up
1: how so i i guess i don't understand because you could just you could just push back a week so you have the four games be i mean and you could even double up on the bowls too if you wanted to you could have you could have it be a, the Rose Bowl a part of the playoffs but then you could have the Rose Bowl have its own bowl you know its own bowl game
0: yeah but that messes with tradition and i just don't think this group of people is going to be okay with that? It was a big enough fight to do this two on two off thing. I just don't see how it's going to work with well, the the power structure that's in place and the money that they're making and not having to share. Well, you can't have both. You can't you can't
1: be money hungry and care about tradition. You either got to you, you got to want to make more money off these players, or you got to want to hold on to the, to tradition. Because if you wanted to hold on to, to tradition, you wouldn't have started the playoffs in the first place. Now, since you started the playoff, what's better? Eight teams is better. So make it eight teams. What's going to What's gonna be better for
0: college football? So you're going to go to the Rose Bowl and tell them you're going to play this game on J- January 5th. But that doesn't even work because you need an extra week. So you're talking about a team's playing on July uh, January 2nd and then January 9th do, that's where they're going to see the issues why do you, you have what, to have another week why don't you what why, why does it have to be another week they
1: have 3 weeks of bowl games you could play them you could play them December 25th christmas then you could play them January 2nd and then you could have the national championship game the 9th
0: but That's what I'm saying, dude. The tradition of those – what bull is going to say, yes, I'm going to go to Christmas, which we're not going to get the ratings we would if it's the day after, and you're going to mess up my tradition and all the money I make because I'm a, the granddaddy of them all, and I play this day, and I make this money, and I have a marquee game. It's not going to happen.
1: It's ridiculous. That I, I don't know.
0: I, I, I agree that it's ridiculous. And I think they should, and they're not going to. And it's so, a so you want more money, but you don't want to break tradition.
1: They're not so gonna make more money. It just that just you could absolutely make more money.
0: Not that bowl. That bowl is a finite amount that they're gonna make. Because then in that next week it'll have to be something else. Because that the the two bowls that have the the final four, that's great for them because they still have a marquee game. The championship is its own thing. You're gonna have Four games that so that's all four of the major, you know, that what is it the Sugar Bowl, the Peach Bowl, the uh, so the Fiesta Bowl that does it, and then the um, the Rose Rose Bowl. Bowl. You're gonna tell all them you're gonna make this money right here, but then you're gonna lose all that tradition of Pac 12, Big 10, um, SEC, Big 12, um,
1: why can't you double up? Why can't you double up? Why can't you make a game for the college football playoff like they do with the championship because it's its own thing? It's its own uh-huh. game. It's not a part of the bowl series. Why can't you make up a game at the Fiesta Bowl a week before the actual Fiesta Bowl
0: where yeah. the Pac-12 and the Big Ten play each other? Because if you do that, let's say let's take the, Fia- the, the Rose Bowl because we know it so well. So the Rose Bowl has traditionally it has the number one pack 12 versus the number one big 10 in that scenario both of those are in and the number two pack 12 or big 10 could also be in so you're looking at a number two pack 12 or big 10 versus a number three and that's diluting it and i don't think they go for that since how many times
1: has a pack 12 and a big T- 10 school been in the the college football playoff so far if there's eight every time yeah but you're always going to have that though with that with that eight team though you're, you're gonna you're gonna lose a ton of teams regardless with an eight team playoff
0: and that's why i'm that's why i'm saying i don't think they're gonna do it even though i agree with you that it's the right thing to do yeah all right so that that was a that was a really good argument thank you <laughs> the pac 12 is in trouble they yeah. they are really good and from what I saw from the Pac-12, there's not a team in the Pac-12 that's going to be able to hang with them for four quarters. Stanford. Stanford started slow. And
1: they they picked it up, man.
0: They, yeah, that's going to be – I mean, that's the circle game. That's obviously why 4th and is a Husky Podcast is going to go to that game and cheer it on. Say Absolutely. hi to us.
1: Absolutely.
0: I can't wait for that game.
1: It's going to be so much fun.
0: But other than that, do you see any team being able to hang with us? No. Especially I mean, not Arizona. You mean your Pac-12 South champion Arizona Wildcats? Can I rewrite that? Nope, I got it in pen, dude. I don't have erasable pen. <laughs> Dang it! You know which one might be our dumbest choice of all is putting Colorado last. Oh, who'd they play Colorado State? Yeah, and they killed them. Yeah. I- I don't know, dude. I watched UCLA lose to Cincinnati. Man, was that a shocker! (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if uh, Jordan Spate doesn't go out, they probably win.
1: I think my one and two both lost to teams that they were better than.
0: Your one and two? Uh, No, you had USC second, so you're good.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: thank God USC saved your life, right? (laughs) Yeah. All right, you ready for some name association?
1: Uh, Yeah. Chris Peterson. Greatest.
0: Jared Hilbers. Who? Home game. Oh, hold on. Let me let me do that. Quote, unquote, home game. 90-10. Gosh. Auburn. Playoff. Ooh. I tell you what. Mine for them, War Eagle. I am an Auburn fan for the rest of the year. I have one more for you. Will Smith. Can you
1: feel me? (laughs) Uh, Who
0: actually said that?
1: (laughs) That's when we became best friends.
0: I know it was. Who actually said it? Cisco. My man.
1: Uh, Come on. Don't don't test me on my Cisco
0: knowledge. Uh, My knowledge goes back to Drew Hill days. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Remember when Cisco killed him and then just became him? (laughs) And dyed his hair blonde? Yeah, that was really cool. Um, what were you gonna say? Who plays at home this year,
1: Auburn or Alabama?
0: Dude, I don't know. One of them. They're both at home. I would imagine it's
1: Alabama because Auburn beat them last year.
0: I don't know. I I'm really rooting for. I I've actually had some really good positive interactions with some Auburn fans. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm I'm I'm. I'm War Eagle right now, man. We need them to do well if we have a shot to get in the college football playoff.
1: Here's my and other question. We just
0: want them to do well because we want we want to look better on our resume.
1: Who's, here's my other question. What? Auburn goes the rest of the year undefeated. Yeah. Alabama goes the rest of the year one loss. Does it make the SEC championship? Do we go to the college football oh. playoff?
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and you can definitely see that scenario because Auburn beats them and they go to the SEC championship, championship and then yep. they win it and they're obviously probably a number one seed. Yep. Man, could you imagine what would happen on the East Coast if it, they put in Washington over? It depends. If if Auburn smacks them down, then yeah. But if you know, if it's another close game. You know, Paul Feinbaum will slip him a couple of Benjamins and get him in. Alabama absolutely gets in. Yeah, and that's a shame.
1: It is a shame.
0: And that's why, again, we need eight teams.
1: (laughs) Don't get it started again.
0: Come on. All right, what names do you got for me?
1: I got names. I got uh, referees. Not as bad as Pac-12 targeting
0: should have happened
1: linebackers (laughs) is is our linebackers the the worst part of our defense
0: uh yeah and i think they're elite for pack 12 um i think they're probably you know troy dies really good sc probably has some really talented linebackers uh, but I think they're an upper echelon group in the Pac-12. I just don't think that that's the group that you want to play against uh, an SEC opponent with their boy back. They're just overshadowed by our D-line and secondary? Yeah, I think they're really talented. They're just, yeah, they're probably the worst unit of a really good unit. Yeah. So,
1: okay. Um, Auburn in playoff. War Eagle. Okay. And then I actually don't even have a fifth word.
0: Okay. Make one up.
1: Uh, sphincter.
0: You know, I had a Oregon fan use that as a verb on me the other day when I was in McMinnon. <laughs> I'd love to hear that. So he came up and, and some of my buddies were talking about the podcast and there was like a wedding a wedding that had happened that day. It was at McMenamins, the bar, uh, the rooftop bar. It's beautiful. And he comes up, and he's sitting there. He's like, oh, what are you guys talking about? They're talking about the podcast. And he goes, oh, what's it about? I was like, Husky football. And he was like, sphincter. And he pointed at this giant steeple. He goes, I want you to go sit on that. (laughs) Spoiler alert, I didn't.
1: (laughs) I still use, to this day, at work with grown men, sphincter says what? And I (laughs) still get them.
0: Man, you got some treasures you work with.
1: Oh, it's construction life.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, I say that. I get fired. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, the week one, Jake, you did okay. Uh, You are beating me in the overall tally of predictions so far. So, I had you at an even six and six, where I was five and seven.
1: Six and six? Oh, my gosh. I suck.
0: Yeah, yeah, not as bad as me. So you're in good shape. (laughs) However, when it comes to our Pac-12 South predictions, we're both pretty bad, but I'm better than you.
1: Uh, There hasn't been a single Pac-12 game played yet, so I'll wait.
0: Foreshadowing.
1: No, (laughs) okay, doesn't count. I yes, it does because I just did it. Six rules right now. No, I just
0: did it in my head. I'm good
1: no that's not how it works Trab sorry
0: it is right now
1: oh, okay good call you're right.
0: You know what thank you I needed that. <laughs> I'm losing in the overall week one so let's get to week two games huh Yeah okay so we have a 9 a.m start Arizona at Houston in Houston <laughs> Houston is favored by by four points Jake.
1: What do you have? Oh my gosh, I can't do. I can't believe I'm doing this. Taking Arizona.
0: Are you kidding me? <laughs> so am I.
1: Right, stop it.
0: No, I. I still believe. Uh, Kevin says Arizona. So has to look himself in the mirror and say, I have to let Khalil Tate be Khalil Tate. Arizona,
1: fine, is is dude. You can't have them.
0: You have it's, War
1: Eagle. I get Arizona. I bear get, down. You get yeah. You get War Eagle. I get Bear Down.
0: Uh, I don't like that trade. Well, I mean, I like that trade if they play. (laughs) Your team's way better. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. We're good with that. Um, Okay. Here comes probably the massacre of the day when it comes to big power five schools. UCLA goes to Oklahoma. Oklahoma is favored by 30. Yeah,
1: Yeah, you broke up.
0: (laughs) here. Here comes the massacre of the day. Oh. Uh, at 10 a.m., UCLA Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a 30-point favorite.
1: Oh, that's. Does Chip Kelly get him back in time? Does Spates come back in time?
0: To play Oklahoma, who cares?
1: Uh, yeah, Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, me too. It could be by 60. I I wouldn't care.
1: Yeah. Wow. There's
0: one thing that Big 12 schools know how to do, and that's put up points.
1: Score. Yeah. All
0: right. Um this one actually does not have a line. It's Portland State at number twenty three, Oregon. Oregon. Can I just pencil you in as Oregon? What would you set the line at if you were having to? What would what would the highest number you would go up to?
1: I would probably take Oregon at a at a thirty point favorite.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, would, I think I might go to 38. I think I, just I'm gonna... not
1: big on going over anything over 30.
0: Oh, except for when you picked Ohio State and beat me doing that.
1: And they absolutely crushed them. But you saw, <laughs> like, I would have taken Penn State to cover by 30 over App State at home. Right. And you, I would have gotten torched on that one.
0: Yep. But you would have loved it.
1: He, oh, yeah. I loved watching every minute of it.
0: So, that interesting uh, Ohio State, there was a kid named Tate Martell who ended up playing a little bit in that game at quarterback. Why is that name important to Husky fans?
1: Tate Martell committed here, didn't he? At what age? 15.
0: No, he 12. was like sixth or, sixth or seventh grade. So, he, uh, he of course, uh, decommitted. You there? You know, when when he went through puberty. Say that again. He he of course decommitted once he went through puberty and um uh Sarkeesian left. Yeah. Okay, then here's a really interesting one that we might disagree on. Um we have Colorado Colorado going to Nebraska. Nebraska did not play last week. Uh they were they their game got canceled, I think, probably because of thunder and lightning. Uh, Nebraska is favored by four and a half points. What do you got, Jake?
1: I'm taking Nebraska.
0: Uh, Finally, we disagree. I'm taking the buffs. It's in Nebraska, it is in Nebraska. Okay, then we have 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 fun going five seven. I gotta beat you some. I gotta, I gotta, oh, you can just keep going with
1: me the rest of the year
0: i don't want to do
1: that okay go ahead
0: that that would be a really boring podcast (laughs) but yeah these guys get along so well we don't even like each other yeah
1: those guys are clearly best friends
0: yeah all right so we got utah and northern illinois utah's favored by 11 utah yeah me too
1: i think i've taken the oh no i haven't i took arizona Thought I, oh, I yeah. thought I'd taken the favorite every time except for Arizona now.
0: yeah you have you've gone with the you've gone with the house money all right we got southern Utah at Oregon State
1: oh god
0: southern Utah is FCS so there is no line
1: ah uh, man I guess I have to pick Oregon state then
0: dude have some faith I'm going to OSU. uh
1: does Appalachian
0: state beat Oregon Yeah. Oregon State's a really decent FCS school. Trev, what
1: does does
0: Appalachian State beat
1: Oregon? Yes.
0: OSU's a middle of the pack FCS school.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, probably.
0: Except for they have Artavis Pearson, he might be the Heisman. Did you see his stats? I didn't. Well, okay, so I don't know them, but he <laughs> okay. had one. awesome. Awesome lead after <laughs> yeah. <up> nothing. <laughs> he had more than Bryce Love, so Bryce Love had like twelve. I, I think he had a little more than that. But Artemis Pierce, I think, had two or three touchdowns. Uh I think he was knocking on two hundred yards, but you know, three of them came on three big runs. No big deal. We're gonna move on from Oregon State. Um number <laughs> That's seven how-
1: this- that's how we lose followers is
0: by talking about Oregon State way too long. Oh, yeah. yep. Yeah. If it's not Oregon State baseball, Beavs don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Okay, so the biggest matchup in the Pac-12, the Pac-12 opener, number 17, USC at number 10, Stanford.
1: That's this week already?
0: Yep. Stanford is um, favored by five and a half.
1: I'm going to take Stanford to cover.
0: Me as well.
1: Man, we only disagree on one.
0: We're going to disagree on another one, I guarantee it. Okay. Um, so, I, I think the reason why I'm going to go Stanford over USC is because it's an early season and Stanford is more of a veteran team. Yes. With USC having a quarterback who should be starting in his senior year second game, Instead, his freshman year second game against that Stanford defensive line, I don't like that. Exactly why I picked great. them. Yep. Exactly. We're on the same wavelength. Yeah, We're, finishing each best <laughs> We're finishing each other's sandwiches. We're finishing each other's sandwiches. <laughs> Alright, so now we got Cal at BYU. BYU is favored by three and a half.
1: You take Cal.
0: Dang it. Is that the one you thought we were going to disagree on? No. I thought there might be another one. Uh, Yeah, I have Cal, too. I think Cal covers. BYU, they uh,
1: somehow beat Arizona, whatever. I I don't think Cal's
0: going to cover. I think Cal's going to win it. Well, I do, too. Yeah, it's BYU. I guess they could lose by three to one, and – You'd still cover, but yeah, you're good. I think Cal's going to win as well. I think they'll win by a touchdown. Um, uh, number 15, Michigan State travels to Arizona State. Michigan State favored by six and a half. Game starts at 7.45 p.m. Who's favored? Michigan State.
1: Michigan State struggled this weekend, didn't they? They did.
0: They struggled against, uh, based on the name, they ended up beating them. It was not as close as it was. It was, I mean, it was around the same kind of game as Port, uh, Penn State, but they didn't end up going into overtime. So, Jake, what do
1: you think? What's the line?
0: Six and a half.
1: I'm going to take Michigan State.
0: I knew you were going to do that. You hate Arizona State. I'm going to take Arizona State because their offense is good. It's in Tempe, and it's a 7.45 kickoff. Therefore, if I do my math correctly and I'm doing my geography correctly, that means that game would start 9.45 Michigan time.
1: Say that again. If the you, game
0: is going to start – what's that?
1: If you did your math correctly, go.
0: If I did my math correctly and my geography correctly, that means that this game is going to start at 9.45 Michigan time.
1: Remember when you said that uh, UW traveled across the country and it didn't affect them? No. L- like literally an hour ago. No. Okay. Well, you did, and it's going to be the same Dang. thing. But Michigan State's going to. It's not going to matter. They're yeah, better. but this isn't the start. Okay. And they have an actual college football coach, so that's got They got that. Back- dare
0: you? How dare you <laughs> I, you keep... know what you know what herm does he plays to win the game exact case yeah. closed we're fine <laughs> yeah he didn't win that game bro oh oh well I'm host yeah uh the last uh the last game to kick off is eight p m San Jose state at washington state Washington state favored by thirty four points
1: Oh my gosh. San Jose State to cover.
0: Cool. We got another one. Hey, Tyson, thank you.
1: Yeah, I know. I
0: (laughs) am going to take Washington State to cover because I don't think Mike Leach knows how to stop playing offense.
1: That doesn't mean that they're good at it. They were last week.
0: We were both super duper wrong about them.
1: Who did they play last
0: week? Uh, Wyoming. Wyoming was favored by a point and a half and they kind of beat them up a little bit. Did they?
1: Yeah. That's all right. I still Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's I still have zero faith in them.
0: What is the percentage chance that you know what San Jose what? state What's the percentage chance that you know San Jose State's mascot? Uh, their colors are blue and yellow, correct? Yes.
1: Oh my gosh! Is it a water? Is it does it something to do with water? Nope. Dang it! Uh, give me a region of origin.
0: If I do, it'll give it away. Let me think. Um, it's a human being.
1: Are they the Buccaneers?
0: No, they're like Trojans or something. They have the the helmet.
1: Oh, the Spartans. Okay.
0: I think so. What did I say? Trojans? I meant Spartans. Whatever. Okay. And that could be wrong because I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. But I know that it's the Spartan helmet. So there you go. Uh, okay. Last game that we're going to pick. Big one, North Dakota at number nine UW. There is no line. What do you think, Jake?
1: North Dakota. <laughs> ha!
0: <laughs> Trick you again. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's a dumb question.
0: Yep. And. I would hate to be North Dakota. They're not going to run the score up because Chris Peterson doesn't do that. But the first string is going to take a lot of frustration out on this poor team.
1: They're absolutely going to hit them square in the face. Yeah, and I would. I wouldn't be surprised if we got somebody ejected for a targeting call, like a Taylor Rapp or a JoJo McIntosh, for a wide receiver come across the middle and them just owning them.
0: I hope not. Cause week three is another huge week for Washington and we can't have anybody get ejected for that game. So if you're going to do it, do it in the first half you Got week, three Utah.
1: Oh yeah. We do need everybody that would, yep. that this is a week of emphasis on stay clean do not yep. let those players get in your ears and get the better of you.
0: Right. If this was a Sarkeesian coach team, this would be that would make me nervous. A Peterson coach team, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty solid in in thinking they're going to keep clean.
1: Well, I mean, we just have to wait to see. I, I think we have the talent to go out there and beat them, and hit them and not play dirty and still win easy. But, uh, you know, I guess we'll see. Only time will tell. All right. Well,
0: that's it. Um, If you are subscribed to us on iTunes or any others, please give us a five-star rating. We could definitely use it. We want to get this out to as many Husky fans and college football fans as possible. So giving us a five-star rating, that'll help us uh, climb the charts up a little bit. We really appreciate you all listening. Go dogs.
1: Go dogs.